Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. It is Logan. It has been a while since I've done a podcast, but today we're going to be covering a few different things. So uh, we're going to be talking about some Marvel stuff, actually, and talking about Deadpool and essentially what the plans are for Marvel Studios Disney uh, and what they're going to do with that to get it to be rated R. Um, And then we're going to be talking about uh, just Call of Duty, Black Ops Cold War a little bit more. It's still relatively new, Nuketown's out, so I think we should cover it a little bit more. But yeah, so sit back, relax, and maybe turn down your headphones because I tend to have a, you know, I have a tendency to speak loud all the time, especially when I'm excited about stuff. So yeah, so first uh, thing we need to get into is Marvel. So Marvel, I was listening to Comic Podcast 2 and he was talking something about um, how Marvel Studios is going to essentially release Deadpool 2 under the Fox banner. Um, and then this way they can keep it being a Marvel Studios movie and being connected to the MCU, but it doesn't have to fall underneath the Disney branding, which we all know is a family-friendly, uh, branding. So clearly something like Deadpool would obviously be something you'd have to put on, uh, like Hulu under a different brand like Fox. And that's the whole reason they didn't rename it or anything, or just get rid of the name because you can put more stuff on under that name, such as like you know, Blade, what if they want, which I mean, I think they should make Blade rated R. I mean, it's fucking Blade. If you don't, if you haven't seen the original Blades uh, with Wesley Snipes, I suggest you do watch them. First one's okay. Um, Second one's pretty good. Third one I like the best, mainly because it's got Ryan Reynolds in it and it's just funny. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't like that one, but I did. Um, But yeah, so uh, I think definitely this is a good strategy for Marvel Studios because it allows them to do darker movies if they want to. If uh, Because we know that obviously they have the Fantastic Four and the X-Men and they plan on bringing them in. And if you wanted to make those darker, you could. So essentially you could have like the Marvel movies and shows that you're used to being more PG-13 like Spider-Man and stuff. But for characters like Deadpool or characters like Moon Knight and stuff, you know, you could go the darker route by putting it underneath the Fox banner, which I think works. And this also, like if they wanted to do Alien and Predator movies, they could also put that under the Fox banner and have it work because we, you know, Disney owns those IPs now as well. So I think that it would be the best thing to do for Disney and Marvel is just to release rated R Marvel stuff on underneath the uh, Fox banner and on Hulu if it's a streaming service because here's the thing with Midnight or Midnight Moon Knight Jesus Midnight's a YouTuber Moon Knight is a supposed to be a darker character uh from the comics I haven't read much of Moon Knight I'm pretty sure I've said that in a previous podcast a while ago I'm not a huge fan of Moon Knight I don't know about him much but I would love to watch a show and get to know him and figure out what he's like I bet I could definitely be um, really into it, at least based upon what I've heard about it. It sounds really cool. But at the same time, I would like that to be a rated R thing because he sounds like more of the darker Batman, but for the MCU. And essentially, I'm like, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. But, you know, just get him to be as dark as you possibly can get him and put him on Hulu instead of Disney+. Plus Because you're going to drive in more of an audience if you have a variety of things, you know? If you got stuff for the adults and stuff for the family, people are more to be interested into that Marvel branding, uh, especially MCU, because, I mean, if you're appealing to a wide audience, 
um, that really helps. And I understand that, you know, if you make rated R stuff, it's not going to drive in like younger kids or families to go watch it. But at the same time, it will drive the parents to watch it, knowing it's connected to those other stuff. And then of course, as the kids get older, they can watch those movies in the future and expand that, uh, roster even further in, in the long term. So I think that's a really good idea. Um, it definitely sounds like the best viable option for them at this point. Um, but yeah, so that's all I really, really want to talk about in terms of Marvel news. I think that that's a really good idea. And obviously, we know that Deadpool's whole like team, like writing team, and just team in general for the Deadpool movies. I believe Marvel Studios got rid of them all but Ryan. But you got to remember, Ryan has the creative freedom to do what he wants with Deadpool as long as it's within the MCU box. So essentially, they're like, yeah, you can do whatever you want with your character. You just have to do it in the confines that we set for you. Because obviously with the MCU, the reason that the MCU is, you know, works so well and the reason the MCU makes sense and can connect to every other movie is because the directors have, you know, freedom to do what they want with the character and to go what route they want to, but they're confined to a box of the MCU to make events uh, make sense in the bigger continuity because it's all a shared universe. And like I said, with Sony, this is a good thing with Sony too because if you wanted to do some R or yeah, R-rated Marvel stuff, have Sony do it. You know, like especially if it's with a character that you, maybe you want to take a chance with, but you don't want to do it, you can just say, "Yeah, Sony, go make that movie for us and connect it to the MCU, and you can get full profits off of it." But yeah, so you know, could do that too. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that is the end of this segment um, for uh, Marvel. So now we're going to jump into uh, Call of Duty. And I know some people might be thinking, why do you not just, you know, split up the segments of your podcast so that way people can just listen to what they want to? Uh, Two reasons. One, I'm lazy. (laughs) And two, I'm better at when my train of thought is just going um, continuously rather than pausing to make different segments. So if I just keep going, I will remember what I'm talking about. But if I stop, I'm going to forget something. So I tend to just ramble on straight through. But yeah, now to Call of Duty Cold War. So Call of Duty Cold War, I've already done a review on it. I gave it like a 7 out of 10 overall. And the main reason I obviously said is mainly because the campaign bothered me. Now, I did not realize this about the campaign. The reason you play as a character that has no voice and that really ultimately doesn't have a character outside of the basis of what you put down for their information is ultimately due to the fact that you are supposed to figure out, spoiler alert, by the end of the game, that you were one of Perseus's men. You were not seen from the third person because they wanted you to experience this as if you are your character. So if this was a VR game, for instance, and they didn't ever show your character from a third person perspective or with a voice is because they want this character to be you. When you get hit by that information from Adler that, yeah, you were an ex, you know, uh, associate of Perseus and you were left for dead at the Trabzon airbase and we found you and we gave you a second chance. Like they do that on purpose and put you in a first person perspective because, They want you to possibly be questioning Adler and his team. Are they really the good guys? Are they really going to do what they say they're going to do? And they give you the option to, you know, 
shoot your own teammates and kill them and betray them at the end of the game. And they do this in a first person, you know, perspective because they want you to question Adler. They want you to look at Adler and be like, is he really the good guy? Even when the beginning of the mission happens for, uh, what was the name of the mission? I think it was, um, uh, what was it? Breaking on through or breaking through or something like that. Essentially you had Adler, um, talking to you, and then you had Perseus' voice come up saying, don't trust Adler, don't trust Adler. And I was like, oh, shit, you know. So when I was playing through the mission, I was even like, eh, do I do what he says? Do I rebel and do my own thing? Like, I didn't know what to do. But they did it for a reason. So now that I know why you're not seen from a third-person perspective, now that I know why you're not, you know, you don't have a voice, I can now respect the campaign a lot more. And it actually made me bump up the rating to it at about an eight. It's still got its problems, in my opinion, mainly because the villain isn't as memorable to me as, let's say, Dragovich that personally fucking antagonized you this, in, you know, through the entire Black Ops 1 campaign where he constantly popped up and was talking to you directly. Perseus doesn't really have that effect on me because when I'm playing through Black Ops Cold War, I don't feel like Perseus is ever really talking to me rather than just to a group of people. So that's ultimately that on the campaign. So the main critique I also have with Cold War is the fact of the lack of content for multiplayer. They have one great zombies map and zombies is by far the best standout with Treyarch games. Not BO4, though. BO4 was a fucking screw-up. And that's Treyarch's, like, bread and butter, is zombies. Because right at this point in time, when it comes to Call of Duty, zombies for Treyarch is, like, their staple. When people think of Call of Duty, and they think of Treyarch Call of Duties, they think of zombies. Because that is what Treyarch is known for, is making zombies, being the creator to make zombies a full-time stay uh, for Call of Duty. And when Zombies gets fucked up as bad as BO4, something like Cold War coming into the fray is really nice because they didn't give you a super overpowered weapon in the beginning. You do get to choose what weapon you start out with, but they fixed that with the rarity system. Basically, you could start out with a fucking LMG if you wanted to, but it would get really shitty by like round 10, and then you really gotta like upgrade the rarity and or pack-a-punch the thing to even have a fighting chance against the zombies. So there's a lot of great things about zombies that they implemented with the checks and balances they have, like the, you know, the ability that you start off with, you know, like your healing aura and stuff, like everything is at like base tier, it doesn't do a lot, it's not really that powerful, and then obviously the more games you play and Ethereum crystals you earn, you can unlock up to three tiers to maximize the power of that thing, but they're more of like support powers, like um, the ether shroud makes you invisible essentially. And the, uh, healing one obviously revives all down teammates and, you know, helps you heal, um, quicker. Uh, the ring of fire one is basically a defensive one where you stand in the ring and you're protected by projectiles because zombies can throw hands and shit at you now. And obviously the megaton can shoot at you and it pro provides a defensive ring. Uh, the Frost Blast being legitimately the worst fucking field upgrade, which I don't understand why that's even a thing. Like, if you look at what it does, it freezes the zombies around you. It's literally the 
fucking shittiest thing. I mean, I've upgraded all the field upgrades, but I think that that one should have just never existed. It's literally useless. I don't know who the fuck's going to choose that one. I get it's the starting one too, but it's literally the most useless fucking field upgrade I think I've ever seen in a Call of Duty game at all. And yes, it makes some fucking field upgrades from like previous CODs, uh, like BO3 and stuff, look retarded. Like the rewind thing from fucking uh, Profit. Pretty fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, so it's made some of the things look really, really dumb, um, ultimately. So, that's um, the real interesting thing, I guess, about Cold War is like the zombies in it is great. They've done a lot of great things with that, making that an easy like 9 out of 10 game mode. Multiplayer suffers from the lack of maps. Multiplayer is supposed to be this game mode that has a lot of maps right at launch. Like when I play Modern Warfare, there was at least, I think, 10 or 12 maps on that game at launch. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I'm pretty Modern Warfare had more than Cold War did. That's all I remember. Because Cold War launched with eight fucking multiplayer maps. And half the time, the maps that you were playing on is Satellite, Miami, uh, what the fuck was the shoot house one with like the plane and stuff? Uh, checkmate. That's that was the name of that one. So you have those three. Um, I'm trying to think of the other and Moscow, right? Those are like the four maps that I see constantly. Armada once in a while popping in there at number five, but other than those maps and cartel, they're like two of the maps you don't ever see. Like two of the maps you don't ever really fucking play on. Um, but ultimately, majority of the time you're gonna end up either on uh, satellite, you're going to end up on checkmate or you're going to end up on cartel. Those are like the top three maps that I have ended up on every time. Once in a while, um, you know, Moscow would pop in there once in a while. I would pop in, uh, to, um, Oh, what was the other one that I said? Is it bad that I can't remember the names of these maps? Does that just make them not memorable? I don't know, man. But yeah, so anyways, the point is, is like, I mainly played on three maps the majority of the time when I'm playing through this game. This game is very um, lacking in content for multiplayer in terms of game modes and maps. Game modes, like if, like if you go to the Call of Duty Modern Warfare multiplayer main lobby, look at all the different playlists you can choose from on that. What do you have in Cold War? You have your core, you have your um, combined arms operations, and then you have Nuketown 24-7. Those are the only three playlists. You go on Modern Warfare, you got like six or seven fucking playlists you can choose from. You got Gunfight, uh, Shoot House Shipment 24-7, uh, Mosh Pits, um, your core, Call of Duty League if you're you know into that hardcore fucking shit. Um, pro level type play. There's literally a shit ton of things you can do in Modern Warfare. Half the time, what I do is I get on Cold War to play zombies, and then I'll just hop on Modern Warfare and play Warzone and multiplayer because Modern Warfare has the best multiplayer out of the two games, in my opinion. Like, hands down. More maps at launch. Better gunplay, in my opinion. I like the quicker kill time. I'm just a bigger fan of Modern Warfare multiplayer. I'm not a huge fan of Cold Wars. Cold Wars multiplayer, me, feels a little slow. Treyarch, in a way, they're like, yeah, we made it quick by making the map small, but that doesn't mean that it feels like a quick COD. 
Like, yeah, you might come into contact with people more, but in all honesty, when you're killing people very slowly, it just, I don't like it. I don't like it when you're killing people slowly. And I know a lot of people could say, oh, but just play fucking, you know, hardcore and you'll kill people like a bullet or two. I don't like hardcore either because I like having the HUD set up there. I like to know where our team is in terms of scoring and and, and the uh, time that we have left. That's what I like the main the uh the HUD setup for, right? Mainly just to figure out or to know where our team is. I know that you can press the select button and you can look at like your KD and stuff and your score and to figure out where the teams are at, but who wants to do that throughout the game when you can just look in the corner of your HUD and be like, okay, that's how much time I got left, and we're either ahead by this much or we're down by this much. Because when I play Call of Duty, I play to win. Especially since I mainly play objective modes. I play domination and search and destroy. I don't really care about, um, you know, just running around shooting people all the time. I'm about playing the objective. Normally, my KD ratio is not that good because I'm playing the objective. Now, sure, I love playing TDM a lot, too, because TDM is pretty simple. Just run around, kill people. Pretty fun, pretty fast pace, pretty simple. But the problem is I don't play TDM and only TDM. I play so many different fucking modes that, you know, to me, I like to have the time on the screen. Who's going to want to play fucking Search and Destroy when you can't see the time? Not, not many people, I wouldn't think. Normally, you'd like to know how much time you have left to plant the bomb or how much time's left in the round. That would be pretty helpful to know. So, yeah, I like to play core. I don't like to play hardcore. I never have been a big hardcore guy, so that's why I don't play it in Cold War. Modern Warfare, in my opinion, I think was the best Call of Duty in a while easily. Can Cold War beat it? Uh, it's not starting off very well. First of all, Modern Warfare's campaign... I loved from the first playthrough. Call of Duty Cold War, I was hesitant after I played through it the first time. And then the more I played through it, the more respect I gained for it. But I still don't think it's as good as Modern Warfare's by any stretch of the imagination. I think Modern Warfare has good characters. It's written very well. And it's got good set pieces that I like. Cold War has some good stuff in it. The KGB mission of Desperate Measures. That was really good. Um... I really liked, um, you know, doing the spy stuff and, like, spying on, uh, you know, Krauss and stuff like that. Like, that was pretty cool. But I'm not really a huge fan in Cold War that there isn't just a definitive ending. You know, like, I get what they were going for with Bell and the mind control and stuff like that. But they literally could have done all that stuff in a, you know single ending game instead of making it fucking complicated they could have made it very simple and instead they made it complicated and i didn't understand that why do you gotta make it complicated so now in terms of call of duty cold war i think cold war is quite a few things that they need to work on uh, or Treyarch to work on for Cold War. They they need to definitely add more multiplayer maps quickly, not just Nuketown. Nuketown, Nuketown I really love. That is the only map I like to play on multiplayer. I, every time I hop on multiplayer, I hop on Nuketown 24-7. I don't care if I'm playing Dom. I don't care if I'm playing TDM. I love it. But they need new maps and have them be good maps. 
They need to really fix out their XP issue. I don't know if you guys um knew about this, but in Zombies, you were able to get, like, so much fucking XP a game, and then they nerfed it to the point where, like, you were getting, like, fucking hundreds of kills from Zombies, but your XP didn't go up, like, a smidge. So they tried fixing that. They have a big XP issue on Cold War that they have to fix in terms of multiplayer and Zombies right now. But, yeah. Cold War, there's a lot of things that need to be fixed. This game clearly was not ready to be launched. I could easily tell you that this game was not ready for launch based upon the lack of uh, maps, both in zombies and multiplayer, because it was said to be that we were supposed to be getting three zombie maps at launch for Cold War. D Machina, a survival uh, version of Nocturne Toten from D Machina, so just the bunker itself, and they obviously would you know, cut off the uh, rest of the map. Um, and then, of course, uh, Firebase Z, which I believe would be the Vietnam map. And we know that that is definitely going to be one of the zombie DLC maps coming because literally there are files in the game for it. There are files in the beta for it. And there's just plenty of files to support it, including in the opening cutscene where they have a map of Kaysan and the Firebase. So literally, that is coming. That is one thing we know for sure. Um, but yeah, so Call of Duty Cold War needs to add a lot more content to the game in order to make the game better. I like Cold War. I don't think it's a bad COD. I think it's okay. I, I think it's up there with like World War II um, and Ghost. But until they get good at figuring out their XP problems, until they get more content into the game... I cannot say this game is on Modern Warfare's status. Like, I, I can't. Modern Warfare, for me, did so much more than this game does. I used to want to play hours of Modern Warfare. Cold War, I don't. Every time I hop on Cold War, I think about, why am I not just playing Modern Warfare? I could, but Modern Warfare is at its, like, end of its cycle. Like, it's already done. And who knows if they're going to do another whole season for it. Now, if they are, well, depending on what Cold War is bringing, will depend on which one I play more. I already have the Battle Pass for Season 1 plus a 20-tier skip because I bought the um, Ultimate Edition for Cold War. Um, so I'm hoping that the Battle Pass is worth it. Uh, but we'll see, obviously. And that will not be starting until December 10th. So we are currently eight days away from the start of Season 1, which means... I got to grind out the Cold War preseason, mainly tonight, because I don't work out tonight, so I can do that. Might stream. Haven't streamed in a while. But yeah, so that's really all I got to say to you guys. Um, I will be trying to keep you guys up to date with more Cold War stuff, um, reviewing the seasons, uh, as I did for Modern Warfare, and giving like you know individual breakdowns of the Battle Pass. Is it worth it? Is it not worth it? The weapons in the Battle Pass uh, that you can get for free. Um, skins, the store, which we know is obviously going to add stuff for season one. There's just a lot of different things I will keep in contact with you guys about. Um, it's just ultimately I've been busy as all living hell lately. I mean, obviously Christmas time, Christmas shopping, birthdays and shit are all just going on right now. So yeah, I just don't have the time to make the podcast like I used to, especially when it comes to like news stuff. Like that Marvel news, you know, thing I just did not long ago, talking about how Marvel was planning on using Daredevil with the Fox uh, branding on it and stuff. Like I haven't done something like that in forever. I haven't done a news PC Boys podcast in forever because I don't got the time to do the news. 
um, anymore. You know, I just, I, I think that these opinion videos are just a lot better. I can be more creative with them. I can just say whatever the fuck I want and not have to be like, oh, is that, was that right? Was that wrong? Uh, sort of thing. But yeah, um, I'm just really happy to be able to make a podcast today for you guys. Cause it's been a while. It's been a hot minute since I've made one, but, um, yeah. So I hope you all enjoyed. I hope you all having a great, uh, Wednesday, and I will catch you all in the next one.